Hello and welcome to another episode of Our Athletes. My name is Michael Raziel and I'm the host of the show where I get to have, inter- have interviews and conversations with Olympic athletes and hopefuls on their story and path to the Games. Today we have Alyssa Manley of Team USA Field Hockey Women's National Team. Alyssa was a lot of fun to speak with. She's one of the more veteran members on the team and with Team USA playing in the Pan Am Games later this month, we're really excited to have her on to talk about what Team USA means to her, what field hockey means to her, and how excited we are for for the Pan Am Games and the first potential time that Team USA can qualify for the Olympics. So very, very excited about that. Alyssa won a national championship at Syracuse, where she was not a communications major. So good for her, a little different for up there uh, in upstate New York. Um, and she was great to speak with, as I said. So she has two gold medals and two bronze medals on the international circuit with Team USA. She was at the Olympics, and as already already said and alluded to, she is one of the more veteran members on the team at the ripe old age of 26 or whatever she is 25 at this point um so it was really interesting to get her take and 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 her understanding of what the sport means to her but also how it's been on team usa with her relatively quick rise to the top she started on the team um and you know she was kind of unknown going into syracuse not unknown but relatively unknown made it onto the team there quickly was found by team usa and then quickly was promoted to the national team uh the senior team and it was a really interesting story so excited for that so before we do get to Alyssa's interview definitely want to shout out launchingpodcast.com uh the easy step-by-step video course on how to create your very own podcast rob does an incredible job at let utilizing the experience he has so that you can learn through him and everything that he knows and just be able to put it out there and get all the information that you're looking for uh, to create your podcast but not just create it go from ideation all the way to the fourth episode which i think is great and having that person not hold your hand but teach you the steps that far into the process it's not just the first episode if you buy this course you will make four episodes and then from there you're going to be hooked and want to continue to go so make sure to go to launchingpodcast.com promo code mike you get fifty dollars off that step-by-step video course again launchingpodcast.com promo code mike for fifty dollars off and without further ado here's Alyssa. All right, today's special guest, Alyssa Manley of USA Field Hockey, 2016 Olympian, born May 27th, 1994 in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. She started playing field hockey in 2000, so what, the age of about six, six, seven, somewhere around there. She attended Syracuse University and graduated in 2016 with a degree in childhood and family studies. She joined the U.S. national team in 2015, and as I said, attended the Rio Olympics in 2016, where the U.S. finished fifth and she has won two gold and two bronze medals in international competition since joining the team Alyssa, thanks for hanging out with us today we appreciate it yeah thanks for having me the pleasure is all mine i promise you that so if you don't mind uh take us back to the beginning maybe sometime around may june of uh 1994 tell us what it was like growing up in uh in is that dutch country out there in pennsylvania <laughs> yeah pennsylvania dutch um so i'm from Lidditz, so it's a little more in the outskirts like Ephrata area. Um, but yeah, it was cool. I was always outside trying to chase my brothers, trying to be like stronger, faster than them because they're three and six years older than me. So I always had a little higher to climb um, to try to keep playing with them and keep up. Absolutely, as you should. I mean, my youngest cousin um, were five boys and the youngest one I think is, I don't know, like seven years younger than the oldest one. Mm-hmm. And of course he turned out to be the best at sports. So we... Uh, <laughs> Tell him it's yeah, all because 
how we helped him, uh, yeah, you know, to exactly. kind of toughen up and get better. So that's awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't live too far from, uh, you know, where you grew up. It is a beautiful, beautiful country out here. Uh, we mm-hmm. thoroughly do enjoy it. All the, all the trees and all the woods and the outdoor yeah. activities are always fun. So very cool. So what, um, how did you get into field hockey? I mean, that's a pretty young age. I know most, um, most people, at least I know, so I know it's a little anecdotal, but most people I know really didn't get into it until like freshman year of high school or, or even yeah. like maybe a couple years beforehand. It sounds like you got into it pretty early. Yeah, so I'm really lucky where Lancaster is just such a big like hotbed for field hockey. And my high school coach does a clinic every spring. It's They call it youth hockey um, because it's for the youth of like this area. Um, I think you can start when you're maybe like four or five and then you can go up until eighth grade and then once you hit like high school then you help coach it so my mom had just signed me up one spring and then she kept doing it just because it was something different I I played soccer growing up the same as like pretty much everyone so um that's kind of where I got my start and what like it kept your attention for a pretty long time so what what was it what what is it about field hockey that you do love so much it's a really challenging sport. I mean, we have a stick that you have to carry this tiny little ball on and um, you can only use one side of it. So you have to be like hand or hand-eye coordination on both sides. Um, so I just really liked how challenging it was and also the speed of the game. It's so fast. And as you keep going through different levels of play, like it gets so much faster going from like middle school to high school, then high school to college and then college to the international level. It just, the game gets amped up every, every level you go. I like that. I always thought it was really interesting how you shoot the ball. Um, it's yeah. always really cool. Everyone gets really low and just like whips it around. It's like that thing looks uh-huh. terrifying and you guys barely wear any protection. It looks like that's always been very yeah. confusing. To me at all. That's as well. It definitely does not feel good to get hit by the ball. But you got toughened up by your brothers, so thank you to them. Yes. Big shout out. Yeah. Appreciate their help uh-huh. um, in all of this. So that's really so. Actually, if you don't mind, I always like a little education in these as well. And and, and let's be honest, sorry, but um, many of these Olympic sports we really only watch once every four years. I know I do. That's yeah. you know, and I I work with Olympians. I work with you know you know some of the associations and NGBs. But it's just they're not as easily viewable or readily viewable. So if you don't mind giving us yeah. a little, I guess a little education, you know, some of the positions, I mean, obviously whoever scores, scores more goals wins. Right. Um, but I'm sure yeah. there's a little more to field hockey. If you could just give us a nice foundation and a base level that way, moving forward the next time I watch or watch you in uh, about a year, um, I'll actually mm-hmm. know what I'm paying attention to. Um, yeah. So we have a total of 11 people in the field, a goalkeeper and 10 field players. Um, and, Every team is a little different with their formation. We play with two forwards, two center mids, two side mids, a defensive center mid, and then three backs, and then the goalkeeper. Um, all the field players like wear the same gear, shin guards, mouth guard. We have our sticks, and we wear a left-handed glove just for that extra protection on that hand because that's the one that's most exposed. Uh, but the goalkeepers, they have to wear like uh, pads on their feet big leg guards they wear um like thigh guards and chest guards and helmets and like all this stuff just because they're having this tiny little hard ball getting shot at them and they protect the goal which isn't that big compared to like other sports um it's probably not even half the size of like a soccer goal um and then we have to shoot within a circle that is on the field if you shoot outside of it and it goes in the goal doesn't count um unless someone gets like a touch on it but yeah that's really interesting. 
Um, yeah. So the fr- you can't shoot from far away. So three pointers are actually zero pointers. If I can make an analogy <laughs> to basketball. Yeah, yeah, we can't do like what Carly Lloyd did at the last World Cup. Shoot it from the fifty. <laughs> That's so. What like I'm actually kind of curious why it's more difficult for the offense. So why would they? not a lot like is it is it the then ability to have to get in that circle to then be able to shoot i'm assuming yeah um so as you keep getting higher it's a little bit easier like the skill and like the speed to get the ball in and being able to move it quickly to get in between the defenders and get into the circle and the circle's pretty big it's i think it's like 16 feet from the from the end line mm-hmm. i'm not exactly sure how wide it is but um once you're in, you can either get a foul inside the circle. So, like, if it hits someone's foot or a defender, like, smacks your stick and, like, fouls you. Um, and then that equals a corner. And a corner is – we everyone lines up around the circle. It kind of looks a little strange. And then there's one person on the baseline that plays the ball into the top. The ball has to come outside the circle initially and then goes back in, and then we can shoot on cage. Um, but it has to be below, like, the, the backboard because there's a little backboard on the on the goal and then the rest mm-hmm. of it's netting. Um, so it's kind of like a free shot on cage. And then there's the goalkeeper and four defenders inside the goal that are getting shot at when this happens. Ugh. Yeah. Those poor yeah. defenders, man. That's got to <laughs> suck. Oof. <laughs> and what is your position? Um, I'm a stick stopper on attacking corners and defensive corners. I'm a left trail. Um, so I just I'm on the left side of the cage when I run out and protect help protect that side or a post player who stands on the line with the goalkeeper. Very cool. So you're a defensive, uh, defensive specialist. It sounds like uh-huh. <laughs> Do you yeah. still get the opportunity to score a goal every once in a while. <laughs> I get up into the circle every once in a while, but I haven't, I only have one goal to my name mm. since playing internationally. But I hope your celebration was incredible. So that's fantastic. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. So, so you, you started at a very young age, your high school that you went to, was it known if, if, if the area you grew up in was, is a hotbed, as you said, for field hockey was, was your high school, I'm assuming either nationally ranked or just like extremely high, highly ranked in the state where you guys and girls would just go out and just kind of just put people to shame every once in a while. Um, yeah, we were, we were pretty decent. Like we were definitely not the top consistently, but we were always one of those teams that was up there fighting. Like my senior mm-hmm. year, we had made it to the state championship. Um, we actually were there with Kenfield, which is another high school in my area. Um, and we lost, but so that just kind of shows to like the quality of hockey in our area that two teams had made it to the state final. Um, but yeah, we were definitely always up there in the top mm-hmm. as a team that was there to compete. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. I mean, going to States is pretty darn cool. Um, so that, that is fantastic. So um, transitioning from high school to college, obviously you went to Syracuse, you played there. It's a great school. It's, it's you know, obviously mm-hmm. up here in the Northeast, so I'm very familiar with it as well. How big of the decision to where you went to school was reliant upon field hockey? It, it was definitely very huge. Like that was kind of like my main thing. I knew I wanted to work with children after I was done playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like obviously I looked into that too, making sure that I had a major that would allow me to do that. Um, but field hockey was definitely kind of my deciding factor. I would I went to schools and met with the coaches, got to meet the team, and uh, going to Syracuse, I just really liked what Ange Bradley, the head coach there, had told me, and kind of like her vision. And then meeting the the players too, I was like, I just got along with them really well and was really excited to become their teammate um so that was kind of like my deciding factor just felt like the right place to be 
That is awesome. And how many different schools were kind of bidding for your talents? Um, I had a few emails, like whenever the the date is where college coaches can start mm-hmm. contacting you, but I narrowed it down pretty quickly. I knew I wanted to go up north um, just because I'm, I'm more of a, like a cold weather person than okay. a hot weather person. Um, All right. So in the end, I was deciding between Syracuse and Michigan University um, and then ended up picking Syracuse. Well, they're both very good schools. So, you know, worst comes to worst, you're going to get a great education. Um, and I, I was about yeah, to make exactly. that point. Like, yeah, I've, I've, I've had, I had friends that went to Syracuse, so I visited a couple of times and I always okay. visit, I felt like even if I visited them in like April, there was still snow on the ground and it, oh, yeah. it was not, it was not my cup of tea. I remember one year to digress a little bit, my friend, uh, shout out Sam, she's a wonderful person. She told me <laughs> that it snowed for like 96 straight hours or something and she didn't miss a single class. Which is just mind-boggling yeah. because it was some there. insane amount of snow. It was like four or five feet. It snowed for 96 straight hours. And she's like, nope, we didn't yeah. miss a single class. Pathways were actually completely fine. And I was like, that sounds yeah. impossible. And then you hear like about like North Carolina, no, no offense to them, but they get a quarter inch of snow and the whole state's in an emergency. So it's funny how those yeah. things work out. Yeah, they're way too good at clearing the snow. <laughs> too good, yeah, right? That's yeah. funny. Um, so congratulations on graduating again from great university. During your time at Syracuse, you actually uh, became a part of the um, national team. So mm-hmm. what is that process like? I'm assuming there's a development program. I'm assuming they have kind of a pipeline built up. So how long is that process um, to kind of get on their radar, I guess, and then finally start to be put into the, to the system, for lack of a better term? Yeah, um, so it's a little different for everyone. Uh, when I was in college, that was when Craig Parnham had just taken over the national team, and Yannicka was the assistant coach at that time. And so when they came in, they not only wanted to focus on like the national team, but also the development of like the younger teams. Um, and they also knew that going to college games, they would be able to see these players playing in like a natural environment where they're with people that they have been training with and stuff and like see how they just play naturally on the field. Um, So they would go to games and watch. And I want to say it was maybe my, after my sophomore year, going into my junior year, I was offered to go train with the U21 team. um, And I went and did that. And then over the summer at a tournament, I had done well. So then I was selected to play on the U21 team. and very quickly, I was then brought onto the national team because I was only on the U21 team for maybe like a few months. Um, wow. So, yeah. So that, that was sounds like a really quick turnaround. It, it was. It was like a whirlwind. And Yannicka was the head coach of the U21 team at that time, too. So when I was training with U21, she was also seeing me there. Um, so for me, it was it was pretty quick. Like once they saw me and my name was out there, it all happened really quickly. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, clearly like once, once you got noticed, they, like, where were they now? Now that's like kind of, now I'm curious, like how, like, where were they the whole time? If like, it took you only a couple months to be promoted up to the the senior national team. I think that's incredible, but Hey, you got there and that's the important part. It is what it is. Um, so your first year on the senior national team, 2015, you actually go to the Pan Am games and win a gold medal. Mm -hmm. Was that your first international competition Uh, on on the senior team? My second. Okay. Okay. Uh, we, uh, it was like uh, maybe a month or two before the Pan American Games, we had World League Three in Spain. So that was my first like international tour. Um, I had 
barely been on the team for like a minute. It was very quick transition and I was like so lost didn't know what to do but like was just following along what all my teammates were doing just because they were all so experienced and they were the girls that like I had looked up to when I was younger um so that was my first one so technically the Pan Ams was my second but I was still kind of so new to the team that's awesome and what was it like getting to meet all those girls as you said you looked up to them for a long time and I assume you're one of the younger ones on the team because you were on the U21 and immediately put up to the senior team like what was that like not only like looking up to them and kind of being starstruck at first and then realizing like I'm you know we're we're not equals but we're equals you know like we're all here we're all in this together like what's what's that experience like especially at such a young age it was really cool. Like I was so excited to be able to play with them just because I had looked up to them. So actually being able to learn from them hands-on uh, as one of their teammates was so cool. But I was definitely scared of them just because I hadn't met like any of them beforehand. So I didn't know anyone. I was kind of going in on my own. Um, but it was cool. They definitely helped take care of me and showed me the ropes. That's pretty Shout out to them. We appreciate their help. Yeah, especially for that first, uh, I can only imagine that, especially having to do time zones and everything. It's one thing, Pan American Games, it's a couple of different time zones depending on where you are. Um, Moving over to Europe and everything. I mean, I remember when I went, like, I wasted an entire day just trying to figure out what time it was. Like, it was was ridiculous. I can only imagine uh, having to then, you know, play an extremely high level of sport uh, during it. So shout out to you, Alyssa. That is absolutely incredible. (laughs) Um, Tell us about the Pan Am Games, though. So you, you obviously, so this was your second international competition, but as Mm -hmm. you said, it was, you know, it all felt like a pretty big blur. I mean, what was that like, you know, becoming a part of the team and then seeing, you know, the girls on the team with you and you all being, you know, the best in, you know, these two continents right here. That's incredible. Yeah, it was really cool. So I kind of knew what to expect going in. I knew that they said it was like the mini Olympics, but I didn't know what the Olympics were like. So yeah, right. I didn't really know what to expect, but that is like the best way to describe it. It's like a mini Olympics. You stay in a village uh, with all the countries that are there for the Pan American Games. You all eat in one big dining hall. Um, you bus to the field. It's not normal, like staying in like a hotel and then going to the game or training. Um, so it was really cool. It was cool being able to experience meeting other athletes and get that tiny bit of experience of living in a village and what it was like. So it was really cool. That is awesome. And yeah, again, congratulations winning. Go- what was winning like? Like that's gotta be incredible. Like uh, the experience sounds cool, but the competition yeah. itself, I mean, you guys, you girls won. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was amazing. It was actually, even though we were in the village and stuff, and it was so different to any competition, um, the actual games, it felt like any other day, like any other game that we had. So there was no, there wasn't any really distractions going through it. Um, and then being able to come out on top of the end was just so amazing. And we had actually found out right before our the semifinal game, or before it ended, I think, that we had actually qualified. So it was nice going into the final with, like no pressure basically knowing that qualified for the olympics correct yeah we had already qualified for the olympics um so we didn't have that pressure on us anymore so it was nice just going into the game and being able to play our style of hockey Mm -hmm. yeah you didn't have too much to worry about you can kind of i mean obviously you wanted to win let's let's be honest but there wasn't that extra added pressure um which is you know the more pressure some people perform better, but I, I would, I would dare to say that more people don't. Um, and that's yeah. nothing about them. That's just how, that's just how this world works. So uh, yeah. I think that's incredible though. So congratulations on that. So you go, we go from, so then 
you then go and finish out Syracuse. So yeah. <laughs> then you get to graduate. I mean, that's, that's just gotta be the coolest like year of, well, yeah, 2015, 2016 coolest two years of your life to this point, yeah. I'm assuming, um, not to assume, but that, uh, I don't know how much cooler it can get really yeah. graduate They're from college, cool. crush it in school. How did your, like, coming back from, so you do all these things in international competition and then you come back for your senior year, correct? So what was yeah. that like? And, and what, what were you able to share with your teammates that obviously, you know, I'm assuming many of them were not there with you? Yeah. So it was a little bit of an adjustment. I struggled the first like few weeks being back just because, uh, international hockey so fast and college hockey's pretty fast, but nowhere near what that was. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had to slow down my style of play a little bit to be able really? to match, yeah, to mm-hmm. match what um, people were capable of on the field. So that was definitely an adjustment for me, having to kind of revert back to going a little bit slower, um, kind of slowing down my decision making, stuff like that. Um, but it was it was cool being able to come back and kind of share my experience with my teammates and almost feel like I was able to kind of push the level of our play a little bit mm-hmm. and try to as a team get us faster and reading the game a little bit quicker so that was really cool to be able to share with my teammates that is awesome and how did you how did you girls do that year we did very well we won our the national championship hey first, yeah it was the first ever in our program's history or any um women's team at Syracuse so we hold the wow. only women's team to ever win the national championship for Syracuse I did not know that that is super yeah. cool congratulations Alyssa that's incredible thank you that thank and you. hey just I you know I don't really believe in coincidences so you go <laughs> you win a gold in the Pan Am games after you join the team you then go back yeah. to Syracuse win a national championship first one for the females ever at Syracuse yeah. Yeah, I don't believe in coincidences. Sounds like it was you. You were a pretty big part of all of this. So, congratulations! That is year. super cool. That is super yeah. super cool. So, all right, let's 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 recap this then. So, 2015, we win gold at the Pan Am Games. 2016, you win the NCAA championship, and then you go uh, to the 2015. 2015, even better. So, 2015, you win gold at the Pan Am Games, NCAA championship, and then yeah. you go to the Olympics in 2016. Yes. Again pretty pretty cool what's that 18 months so yeah. so let's jump on the olympics for a little bit i mean okay what was what was so you during the pan am games is when you found out that you were going and everything was set i mean when did you finally when did it hit you though that you were actually going to the olympics representing the united states uh, in the greatest sporting event in the entire world yeah well so the actual roster for the olympics didn't come out until maybe like a month or a month and a half before. Oh, so you kind of still had to fight for your spot a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. All right. So when I went, when I took off in the spring of Syracuse and went back into training, I was like full mode of like trying to get better, trying to hold on to that spot that I had gained. Um, So it was definitely a battle for those few months in the lead up. But when I found out, I was just so overwhelmed. It was, it was so cool to find out that I was going to be able to go and compete with these women that I had looked up to so much and have taught me so much. Um, so it was really cool. I got very emotional when I found out. <laughs> yes, as you should. It's like such yeah. an incredible feat. You're literally one of the best in the world at something. Um, and I just think that that is so cool and, and, you know, super grateful. I get the opportunity to talk to you about it. Um, so this was in Rio. So thankfully again, not moving too many time zones, moving a couple miles, yeah. but not too many time zones. So what was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, first I love to hear about the swag that everybody got. Cause that honestly, <laughs> most people are most like, 
I came with nothing and I left with four duffel bags. And I'm just like, that's great, I guess. But I'm sure that part was pretty cool. But what was, um, you know, what was the experience like being with Team USA? As you said, you kind of had the mini Olympics, the Pan Am Games, Mm -hmm. but getting to sit down and and seeing people like Kobe Bryant and Serena Williams just casually walking around, LeBron James just casually walking around. (laughs) What was that like? And, And what did you gain from outside of the competition, just from the experience of being there, representing mm-hmm. your country with all these other incredible athletes? Yeah, it was so cool seeing like seeing all those athletes, because obviously at the Pan Ams, a lot of teams send like their U21 teams or it's more of like an amateur tournament sometimes, mm-hmm. depending on the sport. So the Olympics are obviously like the big thing and all the professionals go and the best from each country go. So that was really cool being able to see all these like famous athletes that I watch on TV and it's cool seeing them competing in the same tournament that I am essentially. Um, So it was cool. Like knowing that I'm on kind of on the same level as them, maybe not as well known, but what I do is equal to what they do. You're all equal at that point. And so did you, was there anybody that you like kind of tried to scope out and like just get a picture with or shake their hand or an autograph or anything? Um, Yeah. Uh, Michael Phelps took a photo with us and that was really cool. cool. Yeah, Very he's always cool. someone that I've always liked watching in the Olympics. I mean, he's such a crazy athlete, so it was really cool to be able to meet him, and he was so nice. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, he was really gracious to like other people that wanted photos with him. Absolutely. I mean, if the, you can make someone's day better by smiling, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'd take that any day of the week. So that, that is incredible. Um, anything yeah. else on the experience side? Because again, just being there, like, what was it like with all the other countries? And like, were you able to interact with, um, you know, some from other field hockey players uh, around the world that you might have known or seen through passing? Was there anything along those lines that you'd love to share? Yeah, I feel like we didn't really cross the paths with like the other field hockey players too much because just because the village was so big it was mm-hmm. crazy and the dining hall was like a few football fields long so like, wow. even then sometimes you wouldn't see people um but it was nice getting to know like other U.S. athletes I felt like we got to know them a little bit better and I met um athletes from sports that I hadn't seen before like fencing or like men's volleyball beach volleyball stuff like that so it was cool um they had a usa team lounge like in our building so it was a place where we could go and like, connect with other athletes um and that was a really cool experience i love it that is incredible yeah. um and then on the competition side what was that mm-hmm. like i mean this is again you know pan ams is one thing but now as you said we're, we're talking about the entire world um so yeah. at first how does the qualification so you guys qualified in 2015 um but yeah. how does that qualification process work uh for the olympics correct yeah for the olympics like how did yeah. we, so the united states got qualified but how did that happen like what did we need to do to get there yeah so when we qualified for the 2016 olympics we at World League Three, it was another qualifying tournament. So I think if you finished in like, it was either the top three or top two of that tournament, there was, um, they qualify. And there was another World League Three tournament too. And it was like the same, the top two or three from that tournament also qualified. And we, I believe, finished fifth there. And then as other continental games were happening, people were du- double qualifying. So like the Netherlands probably won their World League Three tournament and then also won their Continental Games. So that opened up a spot for someone below. So that's technically how we first qualified. Um, but if we wouldn't have qualified through that, us winning the Pan American Games would have been a qualification for us for the Olympics. Um, but this time around, it's actually different. So we still have the Pan American Games as the qualifier, but 
if we don't qualify from that, we'll play a two-game series against another country in October, and whoever wins that um, qualifies. So there's an extra opportunity to qualify now, it sounds like? No, so they took away the World League. Three oh, games. I apologize. Okay, so okay, okay. They, re- they replaced it with the other games. Okay, okay. That's pretty interesting. Is there? Do you know a reason why? Or are they just – I feel like every sport, every person I talk to, they're like, yeah, it changes every time. We have no idea. So I'm just curious <laughs> if you have any insight on maybe why they did that. I'm not exactly sure why they do that. I think part of it was because of um, the – so we started the pro league this year. It was the mm-hmm. first year of doing that. Um, I think that's why they did it because they took away the world league tournaments to be able to do the pro league. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that's why, but I'm not exactly sure. And are you in the pro league? Yeah, we were. Yeah. How was it? Do we win? Um, no, it did uh, not go very, it didn't go very well for us, but uh, we, we learned a lot because we are okay. a very young team. I think we, we probably average like 50 caps, which is like an average of 50 games um, as a whole team. Um, yeah. A lot of other countries have a lot more experience than mm-hmm. us at this point. Mm-hmm. But we're still pretty pumped for 2020 and we think there's a great chance. Oh yeah. There's definitely oh, yeah. a chance. And yeah. because we know the qualification is the Pan Am games, the 2019 Pan Am games, uh-huh. they're coming up. Yes. Yes. There, we actually leave on the 23rd for the Peru. Tw- Ooh, all right. Well, we'll yeah. make sure to get this out before the 23rd then. So what, um, <laughs> what does it look like? What does it feel like? How excited are you and the, the other women on the team for the, you know, obviously, is this the first chance to qualify for the games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have this and then, and then we have the other one. Okay, so what, yeah. what are we as a country trying to do to make sure that we are, you know, winning gold? I mean, we have you. We won gold last mm-hmm. time, right? So that's cool. Um, but what, like, what, what exactly do we need to do to make sure that we will be qualified for the pan, um, for the Olympics uh, coming up very shortly? Yeah, I think our biggest thing is just being able to go out and play and not get wrapped up in like the excitement of being at the Pan Ams or like the nerves of that we have to qualify or we have to win to qualify. Um, so just being able to go out, play our game be able to connect really well on the field so that we're stringing passes together and then just work really hard for each other. I think that's like our biggest thing right now. Um, and then hopefully we'll be golden at the end. <laughs> Love it. Yes, we will. Yeah. Let's cross our fingers and knock on some wood. I, I promise you that. Yeah. Um, so with, with the Pan Am games coming up very shortly, what, what does it look like? What does the lead up look like? I mean, you, you seem like you're sitting on a couch in front of a nice bay window, maybe not a bay window, <laughs> but a pretty nice window back right now. So like, yeah. what is, what is the training practice, relax, like recovery? Like what does all that look like right now, especially before obviously a major, major tournament? Yeah, so right now we're training really hard during the week. We typically have two sessions a day, um, whether that's a lift and training or just two trainings. Um, And then there's Wednesdays is just lift. So we're training pretty hard during the week. Um, Today's a double session, so I had uh, practice on the field this morning, and then I'll go back and practice uh, on the field again this afternoon. so yeah, right now it's just kind of getting our bodies up to speed and making sure that we're overtraining so that the Pan Ams basically feel like they're easy for us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like swinging a baseball bat with a donut on it. Um, you swing it so it's way heavier and then you yeah, get up to bat exactly. and it's, it's nice and light. So that's really interesting. I didn't realize that that's how, yeah. um, that's how you guys and girls did it. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. So what, um, 
who are who are some of the teams? Do we already know how the draw looks, or is that coming out soon? Or, or who do we know that is either on our side of the bracket? Explain, I guess, how how it works. Is there a round robin and then knockout? Like I've been watching too much World Cup, so I apologize if that's the way I'm thinking. <laughs> no, that's okay. So we we have our pool games, and then I think it goes to crossovers. I don't know if everyone has a crossover game or if it's just like the top two of the pool, um, and then it goes obviously to like the semis finals. Um, so we, I think we start out with Mexico and then Chile and then Peru. So that's our bracket right now. And then the other side is Argentina, Canada, Cuba, and someone else, maybe the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's eight countries all together that are in this right now. Okay. And then, so we just have to win our three round Robin games. Uh-huh. And I assume then we'll be put into the semis and then we will beat whoever comes out of the other bracket and then, or we'll, we'll beat whoever was. So do we play the same team twice for the semis? If it's just two? No, I don't think so. I think you would. So then we would play them again in the final. It sounds like whoever would else would come out of our bracket potentially. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, I believe in us. I'm I'm pretty confident. Thank you. Very cool. And and so uh, you kind of alluded to it. The team is very young, but you've been on the team for, you know, a hot minute now, almost, you know, four years at this point. How, yeah. how veteran are you compared to some of the other girls? Are you one of the more veteran or are you kind of somewhere in the middle? How does, how does the um, lay of the land look, I guess? No, at this point I'm a veteran, which is so crazy to me because it doesn't feel like I have been on the team that long. Um, it all happened really quickly, actually. <laughs> so I would say the veterans are like me, Kat, um, Kat Sharkey, that is, Caitlin Van Sickle, and then um, Joe Whitmer, who we're missing right now. But, um, yeah, so we have four people that are, like, the solid veterans. And then we have girls that have been on the team for probably, like, three years now, I'd say, and they're getting up there, too. So we're definitely Mm -hmm. getting that experience that we need. Um, And we have more people that are coming up that are getting experience and kind of moving into those veteran positions. Very cool. Yeah, leadership. You need it. Um, I had the opportunity to yeah. speak with uh, Linnea, and she was incredible and great mm-hmm. to hear her story, and, and she's very excited. I know she's a little newer uh, to the team, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, so very excited um, to see what you girls are capable of doing. So we have the Pan Am Games coming up. Really excited for that, so make sure everybody – is there like a live stream that we can watch that, like through YouTube or anything? I'm actually not sure. I was looking on USA Field Hockey – last night and i didn't see a link but i'm assuming there has to be there has, there to, has be. to be i'll talk to yeah. nick yeah i'll talk to nick i'll get yeah. it all set up so that that should be fantastic so i'll make sure everything's in the show notes so that people can go and watch that and that starts on the 23rd right uh we leave the 23rd our first okay. game is the 29th 29th awesome i know yeah. what day this podcast is being released on <laughs> 29th july awesome all right cool yeah that is that is fantastic so very very excited for that um we already alluded to the 2020 games we know what you need to do um Mm -hmm. to get there but especially with such a young team i i am i'm obviously we're trying to win the pan am games we're trying to win every single game and and competition we get into but understanding that there are two opportunities to qualify um and then even more opportunities with double qualifications it sounds like what how is it necessary for us to win? Or like, like, I don't really know how to ask this question because you're an athlete and you're going to say, yes, we have to win. But like, how, much, how easier is it knowing that there is an extra opportunity to qualify and then even more opportunities depending on how other teams do? Considering you were, uh, I assume, one of the few people that were on the Olympic team uh, the last time mm-hmm. we were there. 
Yeah. Um, Not the best question. I apologize. I don't really know how to yeah, ask that. Okay. You know? <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's okay. I like to think of it as like the Pan American Games at this point is our only opportunity to qualify. Um, I don't know if for some people if that puts too much pressure on them or what. That's what for I was me, gonna. I like that yeah. because I don't want to like go into the tournament being like, oh, we have the, another chance because mm-hmm. it's almost like the millionaire syndrome. You only have one opportunity when you're going through it, so you might as well make the most of the first one that you have. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, and that and that makes sense um, because this is like the the pressure the second time around not to say that this isn't (laughs) real pressure but that is that is the end-all be-all this first time you can apply as much pressure as you'd like to yourself that second time is the pressure is being applied to you so I think you know apply as much as you possibly can and let's hope we come out on top um so I think that that's incredible and and then yeah you'll be a two-time Olympian Alyssa that Alyssa Manley two-time Olympian multi-gold medal that's that has a ring to it I'm just saying that has a pretty cool ring to it I I like that. <laughs> well, we'll be doing. We're hoping. Yeah. We're crossing our fingers. For it. Yeah. I love it. I love Thank it. You. Um, and then, um, so that that's field hockey. That's incredible. Obviously, one thing I always like to bring up as well with any of the athletes that I have on, um, mm-hmm. what it, unfortunately, your career is going to come to an end sooner than most people's, mm-hmm. only because you only yeah. can you only can be at an elite level biology <laughs> says you only can be at an elite level for so long um yeah. hopefully i can talk in front of a microphone for a really long time and i can continue to do sales <laughs> for a really long time so that should be fine but mm-hmm. what is your life after you already alluded to it before you said you you, you went to syracuse because they have a great program that will allow you to work with children your uh, childhood and family studies major what does that mean and and i guess have you been thinking of any opportunities in the future after field hockey, you know, unfortunately does, you know, at this elite level, at least I assume you'll continue to play in some capacity, but what is that mm-hmm. next step? Um, you know, after the, the 2024 Olympics, I'm assuming, uh, when you, you know, your three time Olympic, uh, Olympian, two time <laughs> gold medalist, uh, you know, I think that's a yeah. pretty solid career. We could call it. What is, uh, <laughs> what is that next step? I like that. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure. I've thought like a little bit about it. I do know I want to work with kids in some capacity, whether that's like in like a school or like a preschool, something like that, or even running like camps. Um, that's kind of like my goal. I just like love working with children. I think they're so interesting in the way that they view life and like they come up with these ideas and their imagination. I just think it's so cool and you can learn so much from them. So I would really like to work with them in some capacity. Um, but I also would, I would like to also keep playing too. So being able to go over to Europe would be really cool and joining a club over there because the club system over there is just so great. Um, it's like a whole family affair being a part of a field hockey club. So I think it would be really cool to experience. I love it. I love it. So yeah, of course, we're, we're not kicking you out of the sport anytime soon. I want you to play forever, <laughs> yeah. believe me. Um, but I mean, it, it sounds like coaching is potentially in your future, training personal development. I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of opportunity to have uh, to work with kids, learn from them, but also be able to um, uh, let them learn through your experiences and let them understand kind of what you've been through on, on multi-level, multi, Mm -hmm. multi, multiple levels, um, not only just field hockey, but also from life and and opportunities along the way. So I think that's fantastic. So Alyssa, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much. I got you out of here in time. Uh, sincerely appreciate it. One more time, Alyssa Manley, USA field hockey, Olympian, potential two-time Olympian, Pan-American game gold medalist already, potentially two-time Pan-American game gold medalist. We're crossing our fingers. In the show notes yes. will be the link as long as I can get it so that we can watch her on the 29th 
So Alyssa, thank you so much. We sincerely appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Our Athletes with Alyssa Manley. As I said, she was a lot of fun to talk to and really get to learn about the sport of field hockey and learn really what she's been through and, and her journey and what Team USA has in front of them with the uh, 2019 Pan Am Games and the potential to clinch a spot in the Olympics, which we're really excited for. So make sure to check out the show notes. Uh, Alyssa's social medias will be in there as well as ours at ourathletes.us on Instagram, at ourathletesusa on Twitter. Check me out on LinkedIn. Michael Raziel. Send me some feedback, Michael, at ourathletes.us, and make sure to check out the website, ourathletes.us. And please, if you can, give this five stars on whatever platform you're utilizing because we really would love the opportunity to get in front of more people and tell more people about these incredible stories with these incredible athletes. And also in the show notes, you'll see some information. Uh, as Alyssa and I spoke about in the show, um, there's some information on USA Field Hockey with the Pan Am Games coming up. We wanted to make sure that we're shouting that out and getting more people to be able to watch that. So please utilize those links as well. So other than that, uh, thank you and shout out to launchingpodcast.com, promo code Mike for $50 off their step-by-step video course on how to launch your own podcast. And other than that, yeah, thank you all so much. Sincerely appreciate your time. It's the only thing we don't get more of. So thank you for giving me some of yours and I hope you have and make it a wonderful day.